Meow. Woof. Nay. Hello. Welcome to Animal Messages from Healing Your Animal with host Vicki Draper, author, certified healer, and animal communicator, sharing what animals want you to know. Episode 15, Learn Safe Aromatherapy for Your Cats and Dogs. And recently, I did an episode nine called Your Aromatherapy May Smell Good to You, Yet It May Be Killing Me. And I have aromatherapy expert Joan Sarita with us here today so we can learn more about this and safety for our cats and dogs. And so let me tell you a little bit about Joan. She's a certified advanced animal and human aromatherapist, and she's co-founder of Northwest School of Animal Massage. She's director of aromatic science at Northwest School of Animal Massage. She's 25 years in the field as an equine performance body worker and 20 years as an educator in body work and animal and human aromatherapy. And she has intermittent summer teaching at Bastyr University on essential oils. And she's an owner at Burmaga Farm, you can correct me, <laughs> in Montesano, Washington. And a little side note is Joan was one of my instructors for my horse massage license. So uh, I, Joan and I have a long time relationship and so I'm so glad you're here with us today. I'm very honored to be here, Vicki. So on my prayer, prior podcast, I fell into the trap of um, diffusing eucalyptus when I had a really bad cold. Mm -hmm. And I've heard for years aromatherapy wasn't good for cats, but I um, had gotten given a gift from my daughter. And um, so I used it and I, I was starting to breathe better. And I look over and my cat's spirit was hanging off the kitty stand labored breathing glazed eyes and i'm like mm -hmm. oh my gosh i jumped up opened all the windows and um you know got him to feeling better and so more and more products are having aromatherapy in them and i want to keep our pets safe and so yeah. who better to tell us about that than you well <laughs> <laughs> I am, it's a passion of mine to speak on this because I feel it's very important to spread the word about the safety of essential oils and aromatics per se, which is hydrosols, dried herbs, and flower essences, because sometimes essential oils may not be the primary uh, plant medicine you can use for your animal. You might have to go down to a hydrosol, which is more subtle and safe, and yet does the same thing because it was distilled from the same plant. Um, it's just water soluble, and um, so you can even they can even ingest that. And sometimes uh, the flower essences or crystal essences, which you have those powerful crystal essences that you do that I love, and I know Northwest School has tons of bottles that they use uh, for their students there. So um, that's a phenomenal way to address. And you can even mix essential oils and your essences together. Um, but safety is a huge, huge key. And I think that um, if people can just 
go to uh, classes that can educate them about the use, the safe use. That's that's a big deal. It does. You don't have to get certified. You can. There are classes out there that you can learn the safety of it. And um, cats is a big issue because their liver just can't process uh, a lot of the constituents in essential oils, so it gets stored in their fat, and then over time they become toxic. So um, whereas dogs and and people, other animals. Um, can get it out of their lungs and their urine and sweat it out. Um, I know birds are very sensitive with their respiratory system, but it doesn't mean you can't use certain oils. And it also, uh, Dr. Shelton, who's a veterinarian who does lots of research, that's her whole thing on essential oils with animals, she uses them on cats. And uh, Carolyn Ingraham in the UK, who's a mentor of mine, uses them on cats, but it's the doses, it's the dose of the essential oils and how many times, and it is uh, certain essential oils that you can use with cats. You cannot use all essential oils, and it's also the application. So diffusing, you're right. You don't really want to diffuse um, really with animals unless you've got those windows open and a way out of that room so the animal can leave. I hope that yeah. helps there. Yes. Well, would you like to share um, a little bit about the difference between diffusing mm -hmm. an oil because it's diluted in the water and a mm -hmm. hydrosol because oh, hydrosols certainly. are safe for cats. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah. but my understanding is some of the ones that you will not use the oil on, you can use a hydrosol. Is that Yes, that's correct. And so diffusing is taking the essential oil and putting it in a machine that has water in it that will uh, spray the mixture of water and essential oil in the air. Now, they're going to be stronger in water because the essential oil floats on top of the water and um, it does not pull down like an oil would pull it down and it would uh, blend into that oil and become less aromatic. It doesn't mean it wouldn't be as, uh, as therapeutic as a diffuser. It just, um, there's more aroma with a water diffuser, but you're using the strongest, potent, concentrated plant, which is the essential oil. And the hydrosol, the reason why it's so subtle is because when you distill an essential oil, let's take lavender, for example, everybody knows lavender. Um, you, um, you, this is one way you can do it, but you, they distill it by uh, heat and the steam goes into these channels and then it separates into steam and uh, steam comes down and turns into a liquid. And then it also, um, the heat brings out the oil, the essential oil. So you have in this vat at the end result, you have the oil and the water together. So, um, of course, oil um, is always on top of the water. So um, they have a little valve and they leach all the water out and that's your hydrosol. So it's actually um, a lot of the potent constituents um, that make it very strong, 
and not say they've been taken out, but they've been lessened by quite a bit. And then you have your really strong essential oil on top. So therefore, since it's water soluble, it um, comes out of the body fast. Um, it's very, uh, you can dilute it, you can put it in drinks, you can put it in their water, you can rub it on them. Um, it's very soothing. And you cannot make uh, hydrosols out of every essential oil, but there's a big variety of them out there you can use. Okay. And so, um, is there a common one for cats? Mm, certain that's, conditions? Yeah. So tell us a little yeah. bit about cats in certain conditions yeah. that are safe yeah. for the oils, because those are the ones that um, are more dangerous and more people don't know about. Right. Yes. yes. Right. Um, it's funny, I, I, you know, through the years I've studied, uh, I just finished writing a course on constituents and chemical compounds, which is, sounds more complicated than it really is, um, and it's for animals. And then my big course is on self-selection, the zoopharmacognosy, which I'm huge about because I know animals self-select. And with cats, it's really funny because cats and dogs and horses have certain oils that are more popular with each species and cats um, uh, when you use essential oils with them inhalation is pretty much all they need you shouldn't really have to apply any essential oil on the body with a cat because um, the fastest way to medicate with the um, uh, eos or essential oils is through inhalation um, you just think about how this is a horrible thing, but you think about when there's war, if they want to take out a crowd of people real fast, they'll use gas. Mm -hmm. That's they're inhaling that. So it is the fastest form of medication. And depending on, you know, cats um, have a lot of, they can have emotional issues or physical issues. And um, so if you're dealing with a lot of emotional issues, there's, Linden blossom and rose is really popular. Um, orange blossom water is amazing. There's mimosa essential oil and neroli, lavender and lang lang. And then you have valerian and vetiver, which are calming, very calming oils and frankincense. That's another calming oil. That are safe for cats. That are safe for cats. You can do angelica root and um, jasmine, pink lotus flower. So there are. And also, um, you know, each oil, like uh, we could say you have trauma or anger, you might want to use one of your crystal essences um, that would help a, the principal role or a supporting role for the cat. And you could use rose for that as well as an essential oil and vanilla as an essential oil. And all you have to do is let them inhale it. And the application with a cat, what I've been taught is, and seems to work really well, is you can either put it, cut a little piece of paper and put a drop on a piece of paper and just lay it on a cloth in front of the cat. And you can do many uh, papers. You can use four essential oils and put papers a foot apart and let them smell the drops that way. 
If you have an aggressive cat, which we've dealt with sometimes, you can put them in a cage and you can offer them so they don't bite you or claw you. And these are sometimes shelter cats that have been uh, really traumatized. You can put the paper, you know, in between the bars or outside of the bars and let them smell it. So um, that's uh, the way we would do it. But we, do, we wouldn't want to diffuse for cats. They are so sensitive. Mm -hmm. They are so smart. And they're energetic spiritual animals. I mean, they just can really read a person. And they, I think I know that they can self-select. They know what their body needs at a certain time. The only time I would think I would put an essential oil on a cat, which I have, is when they have abscesses or a, a bad infection. And I've used um, green clay and seaweed um, CO2 or sea, seaweed absolute extract. Um, and I would mix that in with a green clay and it just dries up the abscess within a day. I've had great success with that. Um, and I've used carrot seed as well, which stops internal bleeding and is, is good for uh, very traumatic um, injuries with cats. But the ones that you don't want to use are the ones they call high in phenols. You don't want to use the pine oils and you don't want to use a lot of citrus oils. You have to be careful with that. And no eucalyptus, no camphors, things like that. And so for clarification, if you said orange blossom water for cats. Yes. So that's kind of a high hydrosol. You could do it not orange oil then? Right. It would be it would be a water. It would be a hydrosol. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Sure for clarity. Right. But these are great ways to keep cats safe. Thank you. So now, what about our dogs? Because they're not as sensitive. Um, mm -hmm. Do you have some common... Um, oils or uses you'd like to talk about with the dogs? Um, yeah. Um, I think they're sensitive in a different way. Um, uh, they, sometimes essential oils, they're not as receptive towards at times. It's funny because if I, if, uh, if I go into a client's home and they have a cat in the house, and I'm there for the dog. The cat's the first one to show up and smell all the things in my aroma toolbox. Um, and uh, they're more open-minded. The dogs are more opinionated, for sure. Um, so I think you really need to know your, your dosing, and you, you really need to know your oils. At least if you decide you want to help your dog, study that oil from a reliable source, not a network marketing source. They're geared more towards people. And, um, and I've even checked into several network marketing companies that have veterinarians on board. And I have to say I'm a little disappointed I, um, with what I've seen written, but um, just because I disagree and from how many years I've studied and whom I've studied with and uh, um so I, I tend to go with more of um, the animal research side. But for dogs, you know, lots of times uh, you get issues. It depends on the issue you're dealing with. Like, let's talk about skin. You know, that has to do with diet or maybe environment or stress. And so German chamomile would be a fabulous essential oil. And you always want to dilute it. So... I let my dogs select 
uh, oils that I'm going to dilute in, and we call those base or carrier oils. So if I'm going to use like German chamomile or the dog selected it and he, li- he kind of likes it by looking or licking and yawning and showing some signs of positivity towards the oil, um, I would choose popular oils with dogs. Hemp seed oil, flaxseed oil, safflower, St. John's wort, which is a cautionary oil. You have to be careful, but that's a phenomenal one. Um, so those oils right there, if they select a certain one, let's say they're going to select uh, flax because dogs like that, um, then I would do uh, uh, like a fourth of a teaspoon and put one drop of the chamomile in it and see if they want it that way or if I can apply it topically on their, their skin. Um, and dogs actually will present their body where they need it. Sometimes they'll even um, point with their nose or they'll lick a spot, which is actually, some people think it's a distraction, but they're actually either licking an energetic point or a meridian an acupressure point, which you know all about. Yeah. And um, you can actually apply these oils to acupressure points on the animal. So um, for the skin, um, you can use yarrow, uh, lavender, um, you want to use lavender augustifolia on animals. There's many lavenders out there, and there's on the coast here, there's a lot of people who grow the lavender grosso, which has high camphor phenol contents, and you don't want to use those on, on animals. So um, a lot to know, but um, also easy. <laughs> you just study it. And... Um, yeah, the wounds are, are great. There's a lot of palmarosa and rose, and you can use aloe gel for a base to dilute because that's so soothing. And um, I also go into um, knowing whether uh, the dog's constitution is like wet and damp and clammy or if it's dry and uh, cold, you know, those type of things also come into play when I'm trying to pick out an oil, that would be um, uh, to get really good results. That's what I'm shooting for, you know. Yeah, and so I know you've got some classes coming up, and I want to share about that. I have one question before we do that, though. Mm-hmm. Where do you recommend getting people getting essential oils? Well, that's a really good, uh, I would essential say, essential oils. yeah, yeah. Uh, Ethical and sustainable companies are, they are around. And there's one, I have actually several, but there's one called um, um, Aromatic International, aromaticinternational.com. They're phenomenal. Um, And they have a lot of history. They've got all the scientific research behind it. You can look up everything on that oil. They'll even show you, they test every every batch they do and they'll show you the testing they do to show you that it is the oil you are buying. So aromatics international. And then there's Florahana. Um, I think that's F L O R I H A N A. It's French and Japanese and they've combined together. Um, and, uh, so florahana.com and they are in France, but they have a UK division. And they're very ethical and sustainable. I would start off with those two um, for sure. 
And some people might have oils lying around the house. Um, they could go rancid very fast, depending on the oils you have. Um, and some of them are synthetic. You go, people go to Michael's and go, oh, here's frankincense for $8. <laughs> and so you really don't want to buy that because it's probably cut with something else to make it frankincense. And if it's synthetic, you could have horrible, disastrous results and end up with a, a big vet bill, you know, because it goes into the bloodstream. So um, you want to make sure they are organic. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And so, um, yes, Joan and I taught an aromatherapy and essence class with the horses a while. That's right. Back. That That's was right. a lot of fun. It was great. And, and I have to say, Vicki, I, I think I learned more from you than <laughs> a lot of people because I've watched you through the years just grow with your work. And um, I have to say that your essences are pretty powerful. Um, and, uh, your essences, uh, were the start of a planting a seed in me that I never knew I was going to ever come full circle because usually people find the essences first and then they go through the essential oils later. And I was totally the opposite. So, um, anyway, I thank you for planting that seed in me. You're welcome. Because the more animals that get our help, the better. So yeah, yes. All right. So let's tell people how what you've got going on with classes, how they can um, learn more about aromatherapy with you. Well, right now um, you can access my classes at Northwest School of Animal Massage. It's nwsam.com, and you can go to courses. Um, I have. Um, a little free course they can go on and just learn. It's very short. It probably would take 30 minutes or 40 minutes just to go through. Um, and you could do that for fun. Um, and we just launched um, my new course, which is a fundamentals course, but it's very interesting. There's around 65 pages of information for your animal, how to do the essential oils. It's not boring. It's very user-friendly and very informative and engaging. And um, that is all on uh, uh, helping to select oils from our, all the medical research through the years that has been documented. And then my big course, which um, is uh, you get a workbook and you get books and you get an oil box and then you can come and take a three-day practical with me spend three days either on my farm or um, wherever the practical is going to be. And we do blendings and we do case studies and it's um, pretty much all hands-on. And um, we do self-selection. It's, it's mainly self-selection there. We do discuss other things, but um, I really want people to grasp the concept that I push self-selection, even though it's not the only way we do use other applications, but I'm, that's what I do. So, um, and then um, in the near future, in 2021, Bermaga Farm will have some online learning. That's where we are in Montesano is Bermaga. Um, and that's a, um, a Native American term, meaning planting moon. You plant your new seeds with the planting moon. And that's what our farm's all about, is spreading the new seeds so we can help 
animals and people connect together through healing. So, right. Yes. Thank you so much for being here and all this great information and um, your support in helping educate the yeah. audience so that they can be safe with the aromatherapy and. Yeah, yeah, thank you, Vicki. It's my passion. I mean, if, if people just want to ask me questions, um, it's no big deal. I'm, I'm more than willing to answer questions for them, and they can get a hold of me. Um, uh, they can uh, do joanserita at iCloud.com, um, or they can go to bermagafarm at gmail.com. That's B-E-R-M-A-G-A-F-A-R-M at gmail.com and uh, or they can come to you and uh, if you felt they needed a source I'm here for you that's right so okay and so then um, as John said I do uh, mainly crystal essences some of mine have some flower that I've done um, mm -hmm. my focus is mainly the crystal essences and the healing um, and then I have my private practice with the Massage and acupressure and cranial sacral and animal communication. So, um, lots of lots of years of supporting the animals between the two of us. Yeah. Uh, so it's been a good thing. Yeah. So all right. Well, thank you. Thank you, Vicky. So this is Vicky Draper, HealingYourAnimal.com, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>